Welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with female thought leaders, experts, and founders. We will be digging deep whilst sharing experience, insights, and tips for busy Generation X women seeking ways to strip back, simplify, live intentionally, and create space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tammy Thomas, founder of The 360 Brand. This is episode 17, and I'm joined by Emma Payton, known as Finley Fox on social media. Emma had a career in fashion, working as a fashion buyer for the fashion brand Bowden. She started to blog about children's fashion after the birth of her first child. This blog evolved and now includes women's and children's fashion alongside interiors. Emma left her career after having her second child, which meant she had more time for blogging, which has led to a career within influencer marketing. Now, we've all had varying thoughts about influencers and influencer marketing. I'll admit that some of my thoughts have been dismissive and judgmental. However, over the last year or so, I've come across influencers that are really helpful, offering a service for those of us that don't want to spend ages in shops or on online stores. For me, Emma has definitely been one of the bloggers that I find really helpful when it comes to fashion. I love her style. I love the fact that she tells you when there are deals in various shops, stuff that you want, not just for the sake of getting attention from these brands. No tea, no shade. Um, I also love the conversation she's having about ethical and sustainable fashion. She does it in a way that's really inclusive and accessible. And she also highlights emerging and independent brands. I really like her style and I'm one of the many people that are in love with her bathroom tiles. If there was such a thing as bathroom tile goals, they are it. So yeah, it's a really interesting, varied conversation. I hope you enjoy. Before I go, I just want to tell you that I'm winding down the fashion side of my brand as it doesn't bring me as much joy as creating real life experiences such as my day retreat, other wellness events and this podcast. I've written a blog post about it so you can check it out at www.live360.com. But I'm telling you because at the moment I've got a promotion, at least 30% off all clothing. And at the end of the month, I'll be doing something like a free postage promotion. So keep checking on my Instagram at live360. And I'm going to be real. I want it all gone. I want to be able to focus on pastures. Well, not new, just the pastures that I find more satisfying. So if you've had your eye on something... Get it whilst you can, because once it's gone, it is gone. A real limited edition. End of public service announcement. Over to this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 360 Conversations. Today, I am joined by the lovely Emma Payton, otherwise known as Finley Fox. And we are going to be having a conversation mainly about fashion, um, but we're going to be talking about sustainable and ethical fashion. Um, And I would like to talk about being inclusive in that space. Um, I asked Emma to be on this podcast because, number one, I like her style. Number two, I like the fact that um, unlike a lot of the fashion bloggers I see, she has lots of conversations about maximising your existing wardrobe and shopping in a way that boosts what you've got rather than having to or feeling the pressure to run out and buy the latest trends, which I think when you're, you know, 41 and a half, you just like whatever to the latest trends. Um, And something that really pricked my attention is the conversation she's been having recently about sustainable and ethical shopping. Um, They've been really interesting because they haven't had the, uh, for lack of a better word, militancy I've seen in other spaces that are talking about ethical and sustainable fashion. So I thought it would be a good idea to have her on. Hi, Emma. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. Very, very welcome. Um, Please could you tell my listeners that haven't come across you yet, even the ones that have, a bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. I am a blogger, I guess. Um, I guess some people may call me an influencer, but really where I started was my blog. Um, And I have a blog called Finley Fox, and it's basically a 
kids and mums fashion and lifestyle blog and more recently having started out as quite a lot of kids wear it's actually evolved a lot more into fashion and interiors and a bit more focus on mum style really so yeah so I've got a blog and I've got an Instagram feed and those that's kind of my main focus um, and that is what I'm doing two days a week when I haven't got my daughter with me Ah, oh, so she goes to, I'm guessing she goes to nursery or something. She goes to nursery, yep. So yeah. hopefully next year we'll have a bit more, just some more days yeah. there. But at the moment she just goes twice a week. So Brilliant. that's, yeah. Keeps some time. Yes, keeps me busy. So before I go into um, what I thought I was going to go into first, <laughs> could you tell us why you went from um, kids style to... Um, to well women's wear because it's not just about mums and 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 also about interiors I love your eye for design your bathroom tiles <laughs> <laughs> your bathroom tiles are something else altogether they so, need they need their own Instagram feed they really tiles. really do <laughs> they really do um but whilst I absolutely adore them you need to go and check out at Finley Fox to see what we're talking about if you haven't already they don't take away from the bathroom either yeah, no, really, yeah, yeah, they they are they they've been a brilliant tile. I've been pretty pretty happy with them. Yeah. <laughs> they make me happy. So and they are you know timeless. They could yeah. be there in twenty years time and still look bloody gorgeous. Exactly. Yeah, they're not like some kind of faddy tile. No. They are beautiful design, classic design, Moroccan tiles. So okay. um, yeah. So tell us from children's to women's fashion why. Sure. So I started my blog when my son was about two years old and it was at a time when kind of there weren't that many people doing unisex ranges. There were some, Mm -hmm. like it was starting to grow. And I was very much for not dressing my son in blue and trucks and dinosaurs. I wanted to find things that were a bit more gender neutral. And I found a lot of independent brands were doing that. Um, And I basically spent quite a lot of my time after when he was quite young, was researching some like smaller brands, uh, doing really nice things that were a bit different. And I I kind of wanted a forum really document that and show other people that they didn't just have to, you know, buy a jumper with a dinosaur on it from John Lewis. Mm. There were actually some really nice, more sort of design led pieces for style conscious parents out there. Um, So that's kind of how the blog started on kids web because my son was two and I was kind of really spending any spare cash I had on buying him all the really nice clothes and gifts and things that were around so but really my background is actually in fashion because I did a fashion marketing and communication degree and then I had a career as a fashion buyer um, following that Um, and more recently the last 10 years just before I had my daughter Um, I had been working as a buyer at Bowdoin. So women's wear is kind of, and women's fashion is really my passion. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I was sort of doing women's wear. And then when I did my blog, it was more a focus on kids wear because that's kind of where my head was at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I think after I had my daughter, um, I was sharing a little bit more about what I was wearing and I got such a good kind of reaction from it it kind of started to make me realise actually how important it was as a mum that you start to get your, your, because you kind of lose your, well, I not everybody, but I personally lost my way a bit with my kind of style and my sense of fashion. I was just wearing kind of what was ever easy and comfortable, yeah. especially with my son when I was breastfeeding him. It was just like, whatever, I didn't yeah. really think about it. And then I actually realised that, if I actually made a bit more effort with what I was wearing in the day, I actually felt much better about myself. And I actually, I just found I coped with the day much better. And I felt a bit more kind of pulled together and a bit more sort of ready to tackle anything, anyone. Um, So when I started showing a little bit of what I was wearing, I had such a good reaction from it. It kind of made me think a bit differently about what I was doing. Yes, still 
kids wear and kids fashion and smaller brands and independent brands are still really important but actually showing other people kind of what you can wear as a mum seemed to sort of have yeah sort of you know been a been an area that was that seemed to hit it was necessary yeah Yeah. um so that's kind of and then this year really is when it's um when it's sort of changed and I was doing a lot of stuff um, with Marks and Spencer. When I say with Marks and Spencer, I was buying quite a lot of Marks and Spencer clothes because it was a brand that I really loved yeah. and I'd been to going to their press show. So I kind of knew what they were trying to do and truly really trying to push the fashion side. Mm-hmm. And again, that's when some of my images, specifically on my Instagram feed, started doing well and it sort of shifted a little bit more into I can totally see that because I I didn't have the experience of losing my my style, I guess, after having um, a child. Um, You know, people talk about snapping back and whatnot. I didn't snap back. I'm just my the way that my body is. If you see my dad, I'm a very I look like him. We're a similar frame. (laughs) And within eight weeks or less, probably I was back in my skinny jeans but that's not because I was trying that's how I was built so for me I literally um it wasn't a conscious I wasn't one of those people that was like oh I've got to get back to how I was because I knew that there was no more how I was because I was or because I'd become a mother it was something different and I wasn't yearning to be back where I was I was really enjoying that space but where um I guess the service that you offer has come in handy for me and is something that I see the value in in a different way now is that I work from home. So I quite often reach for whatever's comfortable, take my daughter to school and get to my desk and start working. So I'm often looking for comfort and looking for something that I can run around and do different things in you know I'm still a still I've only just started in May but I'm a one-man band so when I need to run to the wholesalers the factory whatever I need to do that the wholesalers is always a mess so sometimes I'm climbing trying to get fabric (laughs) so I'm always I'm I'm, I've never worn tracksuits as much as I do now and now I've forgotten even okay then so I wear my own brand all the time as much as I can yeah and because I like it I want to but outside of that it's almost like I haven't got a clue and because I'm self-employed and because I'm really mindful of the fact that I need to do stuff to make my income I feel like I haven't got time to be prancing around shops so when I see people like you sharing what you find and what's working well for you and what suits you at this stage in your life I love it because I don't have to search it's it's like the highlights I'm doing the high I'm doing the hard work for you yes yeah <laughs> so when people can be a bit like um you know bloggers influencers what are they doing they don't serve a purpose well for lots of us you do serve a purpose you're actually making my shopping easier and absolutely and I think I it's sometimes you kind of have to remember that because sometimes I'll post something and I won't really think much about it. But actually, then I get so many messages from people saying, oh, my God, that's exactly what I've been looking for. I've been looking for, like, an easy everyday boot or, a, I know, a dress to wear on Christmas but that I can still carry on wearing next year and get out of use. Of. I kind of forget because I go to the shops quite a lot and I'm so into engrossed in knowing what everybody's selling. I, it's sometimes I need to take a step back and realise actually it is a really good service I'm offering. Mm. And I mean, that's the Finley Fox shops, which is a feature that I started in September. It basically was just an idea I had that most mums these days don't really get much of a chance to go to the shops and try things on. Everybody is shopping online, which is great. But actually sometimes, you know, if you are going to spend that money, it is nice to know what's the sizing like, what's the fabric like, actually, does it look like, does it look nice on? And often things on the websites on a model look completely different, obviously on a real person. So my idea was that I would go and, go to the shops and try things on and then obviously share with people um 
you know, how they were fitting and what price they were and obviously linking them through if they did then want to go on and buy them. Mm -hmm. And I had such a brilliant response to that, um, that it just, I think it just goes to show that, you know, women want to see real women (laughs) in these clothes and, you know, not just rely on an image of a model. Yeah. Um, they want to see what you know. I'm like, I've got curves, I've got boobs. Mm-hmm. It's like that's like a normal body shape. Yep, so yep, yep. it seems to have really hit a nerve of um, with helping people shop. So absolutely, um, which is great, and I love that because yeah. I love fashion and I love clothes and anything I can do to help you know help somebody else is 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 a you know no bad thing really. Absolutely, I'm going to come back to that um because there's more I'd like to talk about but um so you were a fashion buyer yes and you've you're you're qualified um and I'm not saying that you have to be qualified I'm not saying that you know to cast a shadow or throw shade at anybody but this this is something that you studied for you trained for you have experience in you haven't just decided um so-and-so is doing that this is a great way that I can boost my self-esteem and make money um how could how emotionally how has it been for you to transition from having a career that was a fully formed molded career with a job description in fashion a job that's really highly sought after to be to becoming a fashion blogger which is quite um unstable like it's it's quite it's a new career um and I will use the word career because it is a career um and it doesn't it doesn't have the I guess the boundaries around it that when you have when you're employed or when you're doing something that is very well established has how do how did you manage that transition emotionally because I guess now you probably had appraisals from your bosses and now your appraisals come from Instagram handles that you may never yeah. have met before. <laughs> it's it's really hard. I mean, it was really scary initially when I did set up my blog as well. I was still working, and it was like a bit of a side project mm-hmm. because I thought longer term we might move out of London and it'd be great to have something that I could do remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really big conversation I had especially with my husband um because not having uh obviously two <laughs> two salary two good salaries mm-hmm. coming in was going to be um uh, quite a scary change really so we especially did spend yeah we did sit down and we spent a long time obviously reviewing our finances and how we could get it to work and obviously at the time I had I had Violet and she had just turned one and I was going to go back to work. Um, but I had decided that actually I was going to go back to work. I was going to be doing a new role and I was going to be traveling even more than I had been previously mm-hmm. and trying to do five days in four days that I'm paying for two children in private nursery that I was basically just going to be working and not really actually earning money anyway for a bit that's a familiar story I know that's a really common you know a common issue but and it just sort of didn't really seem to make sense and then later that year my son was going to be starting school and for as a personal thing it was really important I wanted to be at least at the beginning for the first you know year or so whilst he settles I wanted to be around I wanted to be able to drop him off and pick Mm -hmm. him up and do school run and that Mm -hmm. was just not ever going to happen in in my buying role um so so it was kind of it was obviously scary and it was a mixture of emotions kind of bittersweet obviously losing your salary and the holiday and I had clothing allowance I had some really lovely perks but I just think my priorities just had just changed so much and my priority was my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it, yeah, it, it, it is scary and it's still, it still is cause it is still the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily my husband is obviously very supportive and I mean, he has his own business as well. And that in its own right is quite scary because obviously, you know, it's, 
you just you just never know really when your exactly. next your next work is going to be so um yeah so it, it, it is tough and I the only thing I would say is I kind of I I do get bored quite easily so from a personal thing I do quite thrive on having each week as a blogger, influencer, whatever you want to call me, yeah. is so different. Um, and I do like the fact that, you know, one week I can, you know, be going into town, be going to press days, be going to lots of events, lots of meetups, lots of networking events. Um, or the next week I might just be sat at my computer or I might decide that actually I'm not having a productive day and I might just go and have a nap in my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that side of it I really, you know, has it's really changed me um and I feel I feel like it's good because I can be with my kids Mm, sounds calm but I'm also setting my own I'm still I'm quite um what's the word uh I'm quite I'm quite a motivated person so I'm quite good at like setting my like you were saying, oh, yes, you normally have appraisals and things like that. I am quite good at stopping and sort of taking time to think about what I'm doing and what I'm aiming towards. That's um, so I'm quite good at managing myself and my time. Yeah. Most of the time, not <laughs> sometimes it's complete chaos, but um, I'm quite good at that. So I kind of feel like being my own boss is quite I'm quite suited to that if that yeah. makes sense yeah. and, and the way that you're uh, doing it, quite it just sounds quite calm so even though there are really busy times it's yes. busy on your terms exactly it's all on my terms um so and that that is obviously amazing when you've got kids you can just sort of manage your time around them mm-hmm. and I was having a um, DM conversation with um, Nicola, Too Much Mothering Information. She had done some stories about um, mothers and being influencers. Somebody was, there was some, you know, there's always think pieces and people saying whatever. Some people or somebody was saying something along the lines of um, people need to get up and get a real job. And we were having a conversation because Nicola had shared just her musing wondering if the number of mothers that are now occupying the blogger influencer space is to do with the fact that regardless of wonderful initiatives like pregnant then screwed and a mother pucker and her flex appeal going back to work particularly if you were somebody that had a profession it's very very demanding and I saw I saw something around the same time which said something along the lines of people expect mothers to work as if they're not mothers and parent as if they don't work or, or something of that yes, nature. Yes, I know. I think I've read that recently yeah, as well. And, and yeah. When, when Nicola said, I thought it makes so much sense that women will use skills that they developed in work and transfer it into this space because it doesn't matter what you do. Um, when you have a deadline, you have a deadline and people yeah. are sympathetic but sympathy only goes so far. They still want what they want in a timely fashion with no real regard for how it impacts you, your life and your family. So I can totally see why if you have the skills and you are um, courageous enough to put yourself out there, I can totally see why you would. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, the other obviously big thing is especially as as my blog has evolved more to be a bit more about me and my style and fashion is obviously, you know, I am putting myself out there a bit more and, you know, that, that took quite a while to adjust. It's quite a weird thing. Just like taking pictures of yourself and posting them. I mean, it is a weird thing and I can, you know, I do see why people find fashion bloggers and influencers and stuff, you know, it's quite a funny thing, but I do think the value that we do bring, <laughs> obviously, is is a good thing. So I, I um, do, I do, and I I think there there are. I, I guess it's also where you're coming from. I talk a lot about um, intention, and 
there's the big difference between those that are there for their own personal gain and those that are there because they're gaining and they're sharing. And I think that the gaining and sharing people, I think that's really obvious. And if it's not, sorry, sod that, there are so many people projecting their own insecurity or inability to do what they want to do on people that are doing it it's really difficult actually that that was one of my questions how do you stay true to yourself and stay well when um people you share stuff and people develop a perception of what you're about and then the moment you don't fit that perception people you know on the extreme end can be trolls and on the softer end will call you out and express that they're disappointed because it's almost like they see you as some kind of role model how do Mm. you manage so many people's projections in your day-to-day work it's it's quite tough because actually I think this is quite common obviously you know you can post something and have a hundred lovely comments and then you can have one negative comment and obviously that's the only thing yeah you you, you know that you focus on um and actually I, th- I feel like I've got much better at it in the last six months I couldn't tell you specifically why maybe I've just sort of realized that you can't please everyone mm. um but I also feel like it's I don't know i the, the sort of any negative ne- negativity I've had has just been like the odd comment really things like if I post a picture of say of my son's room and obviously I've tidied it for the picture and mm-hmm. I've put in the caption by the way I have tidied his room and someone will comment oh god I can't believe how unrealistic that room is it's it's so tidy just things like that and it's just obviously you know I, I, I get it mm-hmm. um I get why you know people are like but you know this is a snapshot of of my life it isn't obviously you know there's other things going on there's um you know there is mess everywhere there are arguments in our family you know it's hard because I think I guess some people think oh you know perfect family and well dressed and pulled together but you know I am only showing a snapshot of that um and yeah, I'm trying to think what else with the, the negativity. And to be quite frank, Emma, I'm not yeah. being funny. I don't come onto Instagram to see somebody else's house looking a mess. My, I've got my own mess. I don't exactly. want to see that. You know, <laughs> I remember listening to um, a podcast. It was um, Sarah Tasker's um, podcast, hashtag authentic. And she was talking about um, our Instagram or whatever social media we're engaging with timeline being our own curated space and at first I thought oh that sounds so wanky but I thought hold on a minute actually I've downloaded these apps so that I can choose what I see um, and this is what I want to see I don't want you know okay then I use Instagram mainly for business because it's a very useful tool but the people that I'm engaging with I've got different camps and but none of those camps are mess and chaos I don't want to see that I can do that myself that's not what when I come to your page for example I want to see that gorgeous whistles dress that I should have bought straight away (laughs) I want to see your house looking like something that I think oh that's a nice idea let me see how I can incorporate that into my house if I want to yeah exactly (laughs) I feel like at least so many people, I mean, I, that's, I do feel like there's been, has been a change recently. There has been this thing of, if you don't like what you see, just unfollow me. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. Like rather than take your time to write that massive comment yeah. and just, if it's, if you don't like it, just unfollow. And I think that there has been a shift recently. And I do think, I do feel like more people are seeing it as like a mini magazine and like you say, curating it yeah. to, to see you how you're feeling at the moment or you might follow on someone but then you might start following them again later yeah um but but, uh but in general it's I would say it's you know it's been I've had a few blips here and there but Mm -hmm. it's it is quite a positive space and I guess you know I'm not I'm trying to focus on the the nice things that we can have in our lives and that is kind of what my feed is about sharing um as beautiful things that I've found and love and that I think 
are worth investing in. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Just thinking about investing, um, you've always, um, since you started your blog in July 2015, you've always been an advocate for smaller independent brands, as you said earlier on, that are design-led. And yes. um, I've noted that you are talking a lot more about sustainable and um, ethical fashion, which I love. Um, but they are an investment invariably. The price point is higher than, you know, the middle of the um, high street. Sure. Um, so how can how can people shop more sustainably, even though the prices at times seem prohibitively? Like, do we need to be shopping, you know, at People Tree? Are there any other ways that people can be, I guess, more mindful with their shopping? Uh, I mean, there's there are quite a few different things I think to consider. I mean, obviously. I think the big thing at the moment is obviously buying less but buying better. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I know not everyone's going to be able to afford certain price points, but I do think that, you know, if you do get quality over quantity, yeah. in the long run, you know, you are going to get more, well, you're going to get more wear. Cost, your cost per wear will be better yeah. rather than something just being worn for a bit and get, because the quality's not great, it just all the, the fabrics like a man-made fibre it's just getting up in landfill and then it's just yeah kind of all downhill from yeah, there really yeah. so I do think that it's about making more considered purchases um rather than which is it's, it's hard because Instagram is the culture on Instagram is quite a lot of oh you see something and influence it's fast fashion you know people are posting about things and you worry off oh, if I don't buy it now it might sell out yeah. and, but I think it's, I mean, I've been trying to step back and post less about, or try to share more about how I'm wearing things in different ways so that what you're thinking about when you are buying something, it's, you know, you know, why am I buying it? Do I really need it? How much am I going to wear it? Um, how can I style it? I mean, I think investing in seasonless pieces is really good and, you know, and unique things that will really last. Um but also knowing your personal style as well. So yes, it's great to be influenced into buying something, but obviously if it's not actually in keeping with your personal style, you're not going to wear it. So I think that um, if you can develop your own personal style and know what works for you, that you will get a lot out of a lot of wear out of is a really good thing. And whether that's, if you are struggling with your personal style and knowing what that is, there are obviously personal shoppers and personal stylists out there that can help you if you need that um but I mean I'm actually in the process of because in the new year I am going to try and use my platform to raise um awareness of some more um, ethical and sustainable fashion brands um so I am in the process of kind of making a bit of a directory of actually because I have because there is obviously the image of sustainable brands. I think there is maybe not the best image of them. No, I think it's, it's everybody just, thinks it's like sort of handcuffed and muslin. Yeah, and kind of quite washed out colours and things. So, yeah. and it's actually taken me quite a bit longer than I thought it would. But I'm trying to go through all of them to find the good ones yeah. that I'm like, these guys are great and this is what they're doing and this is what, what I want to share. But I, I, I am trying to be aware that they're not all really obviously high high price points that I've got a mix there so that there are some affordable ones as well um so it can be accessible for more people because when I have spoken about ethical fashion a little bit on my Instagram stories mostly I think people just want to know what they can do and where they can shop it's like they it's fast fashion is just so easy mm-hmm. um and it's I think especially kind of when you're a mum it's you just want to do whatever is the, the easy route don't you <laughs> Absolutely. so um I think it's yeah about kind of opening up what 
these other brands are doing and what the other options are. I mean, there are obviously going to, there are some high street brands that are doing some more kind of conscious ranges, which is great. But I think it's just, yeah, showing people what they can do and kind of need the education. It's the education. I mean, I did a little thing recently on my stories about acrylic, um, which is obviously a big thing in knitwear because it's very cheap. Mm But really, I mean, it is it's it is plastic, yeah. and it's ending up in the ocean, yeah. and you Marine know, life is think, being ruined. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about there are these things called guppy bags, which you can wash. <coughs> excuse me, um, guppy bags, which you can wash your um, knitwear in, and it means that it stops the fibres getting into the water. Um, so it's just like I'm going to be try, trying to sh- talk to people about little things like that, which can kind of help um, in their really day-to-day helpful. yeah I mean it's quite interesting really um and that and the, the biggest thing I think is just shopping your own wardrobe and rediscovering what you have in there pulling yes. things out no, you know different ways to wear them and style them um and things like clothes swaps mm-hmm. and obviously charity shopping charity shop shopping yeah um obviously really a really important part as well um the beauty of that is that um so I, I went to this um ethical fashion forum and I was talking about um ethical fashion being quite exclusive because of the price point yes. and some people were quite I'll say very assertive in saying, I mean, if your customers don't want to pay the price that you're charging, then they're not your customers. And what I was trying to say, it's it's not that they're not my customers. They are very interested and they are conscious. But if you are, if you don't have the budget or if you don't believe in paying certain prices, then you just won't do it. But what yeah. you're talking about, um, okay. because some of the brands that were up there, they use um, stretch fabrics. So you mm. could have uh, ethical, sustainable cotton. The moment you introduce elastosane, mm. when you wash that fabric, every time you wash it, the fibres are broken down and it ends up in marine life. And then we have horrible pictures of fish and larger sea life with their intestines tangled up because of these sorts of things so the idea of choosing well and buying less really fits into everything that you're saying and about shopping your wardrobe because if you have bought yourself even if it's not from an ethical brand I've got some um, trousers that I bought in I bought my daughter's 11 I bought them before she was born and yes part of that is to do with the fact that I've retained my same same shape but I bought them before she was born plain black trousers I can still wear those and I can wear a fast fashion top with that and it looks like a very up-to-date outfit or I can wear a shirt and a blazer and it looks like a smart outfit because I bought those trousers and at the time I felt nervous about buying these trousers that were 125 pounds because for me at that time that was a lot of money for a pair of trousers but I've had those trousers for over 11 years I can't tell you the number of trousers I've bought from H&M, River Island, Primark, wherever, some of them, they just disappear into the vacuum of my wardrobe. I don't know where they've gone. And some of them were bobbly and just awful. The shape has gone. So whilst it seemed like, oh my goodness, that was a huge outlay, I've had those Mm. trousers for over a decade. Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, I think like, like you say, investment pieces, Mm I, I mean, I'm a big believer in buying investment pieces. I've been trying to do that a bit more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, they bring me loads of joy as yeah. well. I get so excited. Or like buying an amazing pair of boots that, you know, you'll wear this winter and then you're going to get out next winter and still be excited about them. I think yeah. you, there's cause obviously, you know, you, you do get a fix when you're shopping for fast fashion. Yeah. But I do think you, put, you get more of a thrill. <laughs> out of pulling something up your wardrobe that you're so excited to wear again and again and again yes and I think it's the biggest thing is just it's the mindset we're all so used to being able to buy clothes so cheaply these days that we it's just become the norm and 
and it didn't used to be like that. It used, no, you know, it didn't. people used to send spend a certain amount of money on their clothes, and it, you know, clothing was expensive. <laughs> used yeah. to be more expensive, and it now it's so disposable. It's what we've got used to, and I think the mindset has to change that we can't that that can't carry on no, because really, and that we, we need to be shopping in a more conscious way exactly because is it possible like let, let's just put the brakes on a moment and mm. you know i'm not saying that people should only buy things that cost a certain amount but it's just for us to be a bit more mindful do we think that it is physically possible for an actual human being to sew a shirt put the buttons on press it have it ready to go, you know, to be picked up by whatever courier. Do we think that it's possible for somebody to do that for seven ninety nine? Uh, like, what conditions yeah, is that person yeah. in? And it's not because I want to guilt trip, guilt trip people. I do have cheapest chips garments, but we all do. Thinking to, we, yeah, we all do. And sometimes I just think, well, I'm not going to buy an expensive white T-shirt because I don't keep white white. So I'm better off mm. buying a cheap one that I can discard. But what I am thinking now to myself is, as you said earlier on, do I need that? And also yeah. the other thing, again, which you've just said, I think a lot about, is this going to bring me joy? Do I need all the things or do I need the things that make me excited? I keep going on yeah. and on and on about that damn whistles dress because that <laughs> dress made me excited. But the only yeah. reason I didn't buy it at the time was I knew that a factory bill was coming. And I was like, I just need to be careful. What's the priority? Yeah. Exactly. But now I'm just like, I wish I just sodded it and got it because I know that I <laughs> I will wear that dress year in, yeah. year out. And it's one of those dresses. I've got a couple of dresses like that or pieces like that. When I wear them, people ask me, yeah. oh, when did you get that? And I'm like, you saw me in this last year or whenever. Yeah. Oh, and you, I could have worn it with trainers, yeah. long boots, heels. <laughs> well, I've, I've had people message me that bought it after seeing it on my feed. And they said that they've never had so many compliments on it. Um, over best. anything they've ever worn. So that's the thing. I think it's those standout pieces that are going to continue to yes. sort of make you happy, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I also think as well, things like just looking after your clothes a bit better as well. Like, yes. I think, I mean, I used to be guilty of it. If something had a hole in it or, I don't know, a, a, you know, yarns that had on a knitwear or whatever had gone, I would either give it to the charity shop or, you know, dispose of it some other way yeah. or hand it down. Whatever. But um, I think... I think we just, I think it, it, that was just easy. But I think now people are a bit more interested in how to take care of their clothes. And, you know, whether it's, you know, getting a, a, a wool comb and make, getting rid of the bottles on your jumper yeah. to give it another ease of life. Yeah. I do think or that is just paying attention else. to the care label because well, there are yeah. lots of people that want to wash absolutely everything on 40. But some <laughs> things you need to wash on a delicate wash or inside out or whatever. Um, and that will make the garment last. Yeah, exactly. I think just following those guides, then, yeah, your clothes yeah. will last longer. So. I'm definitely going to invest in a guppy bag. I had not heard of this. Yeah, yeah, go get one. I haven't got one, but it's. I've got a list of things I'm going to be getting. Guppy bag is one of them. And the other thing are the, uh, like the reusable pads, so rather than using cotton wool and face yes. wipes. Yes, yes. The reusable pads as yeah. well. That's yeah. the, um, yeah. I don't know if they've got an official name, but... No, I uh, so, I've had them in my Amazon shopping cart for ages and I am actually going to invest because little things, if we all did little exactly. things. Exactly, these small changes. Thing, yeah. um, and can I just quickly say as well, another thing that's really worth, um, which I found really useful, just obviously, you know, I am no expert in any way in this whole ethical, sustainable kind of fashion area. It's just something that I feel quite passionate about mm -hmm. um but a website there's a website called Fa i'm sure you probably know it fashion revolution yes. um that is a really good website for finding out a bit more information if you are interested in it and they do these really good little um it's like a mini magazine yeah um which i got the the last one which is brilliant and it's just really really fascinating and i feel like there's so much going on that people aren't aware of mm -hmm. that if they yeah <laughs> yeah they i mean you, knowledge you know, is power exactly yeah. and i think that's just why I, I really want to try and use my platform to 
just share kind of what I'm finding really um and then people can do what they want with it you know see they can just be like oh no I still want to get the thrill of buying fast fashion that's fine yeah. but I'm just I just want to use that to kind of raise a bit of awareness really um I love it. I love the so, sound of it. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you're going to do because I think that not only is this something that will be really helpful for us, it's the evolution of your role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh gosh, I'm, I'm looking because I've got um, a list of points that I wanted to cover. We, we've literally, oh gosh, Emma, my pet peeve. I have to discuss. And when my friends hear this bit, they are going to smile to themselves. <clears throat> There's this thing that people that have fashion blogs or consider themselves to be influencers or whatever say all the time. And it really grates on me. And you actually have a fashion background. So you are qualified, I think, <laughs> for us to discuss this. This concept of true to size. It is one of my pet hates. Reason being that we can have three size 10 people standing in a row and all of us will wear a size 10 garment and it will fit us differently. So when I hear people say, oh, and it's true to size, I'm like, there's no such thing. Because sometimes I can try on, um, I won't say the shop name in case they want to sue me, but there's a particular shop. I can try on three pairs of size 10 jeans in this one shop and they will all fit me differently. Mm. Really, really, bearing in mind your career as a fashion buyer, not just your career as a fashion blogger, is there such a thing as true to size? It's it's a hard one to say because obviously we all come in different shapes and sizes and, you know, whether you're a size 12 but you're quite a straight body or you're quite curvy or you're big but you know you go, you go, it's going to fit you in a different way yeah. so for, for me personally when I try things on I'll say for me it's true to size I'm wearing the size I would normally buy okay. which is a size 12 um but it's hard all the retailers are all different i mean you know people like mns i find they do tend to come up quite big um and h&m is all over the place um (laughs) but that may or may not be the shop i was talking about in relation to jeans (laughs) i thought i thought of course it might be (laughs) Um, but I, you know, I, I know certain retailers, I mean, I, I work for Bowdoin and we were mostly at the time mail order. So getting the fit right was obviously something we spent a lot of time on because it was quite costly for Mm -hmm. people to have to return things and that whole process. So I do know certain brands do spend a long time making sure the fit is right, but they, they do all vary. Um, but I think that's the thing when people say true to size, I think you kind of got to take a pinch of salt because it's like, obviously we are all different body yeah. shapes and we like to wear, you know, I in general prefer slightly more comfy fit. Like I know people say when they buy jeans that they should feel really tight because they stretch out. But I'm like, yeah, but I want them to feel, I actually want to be able to wear them. Exactly. And <laughs> I want to they eat that. and breathe. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is it is a funny area, but that's yeah. why I think when you get to know certain fashion bloggers mm-hmm. and you know what their size is like compared to you or their, how they wear their, how, how they wear things compared to you. Yeah. Um, I think you can obviously get to know that more, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, it is a tricky area, mm. but people always ask, like if I post something, and I don't mention something about the size. They'll say, is it true to size? Okay. okay. So I, I, I will always try to say on me, it was this, but I could have gone down, but because I prefer a looser fit, you know, I, I guess the message I, to myself is to stop being so anal. <laughs> That's what, and I must say, actually, I do find in Bowdoin, like I'm generally a size 10 in most shops. Well, actually, no, I'm ge- well, yeah, generally size 10. Bowdoin size 10 always fits, always. Oh, good. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, so you are going to be um, building your directory and you are going to be talking more about mindful and sustainable shopping is there anything else that we can look forward to from Finley Fox um I I would 
I'd like to do a bit more stuff around interiors um, uh, next year, 2019. But yeah, I guess I'm just less confident with it because it's quite hard to photograph interiors. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried it. Um, but yeah, so the focus will really be on the sort of ethical, sustainable side. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still going to be championing um, small brands and independent brands. Um and yeah, hopefully showing a bit more on the interior side, really. But that's kind of the the plan for the next few months. Um, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't got much further than that at the moment. No, um, that's cool. I so, think that that's a lot. To, and as you said, your directory is taking longer than yes. you. And that's the thing. People just don't realise whether you are a fashion blogger, that has a blog or you primarily use social media it takes work thoughts and planning so it does and I, I mean I didn't this year was the first year that I've really like put all my focus and attention on just doing Finley Fox mm-hmm. previous to that I was doing a few other things as well so and it, and it has made the difference the sitting down the planning um scheduling everything and mm-hmm. thinking about what I want to do and what I want to achieve yes of course there's some, always the odd thing that's not planned and it has really made a difference to my following and to the consistency of what I'm doing mm-hmm. um so it, it it is a lot of work um a lot of thought does go into it um so yeah it's not as easy as it looks no it's not <laughs> so pat on the back for your first quarter of 2019 plan and um, I look forward to seeing what else unfolds over at Finley Fox. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. Um, Anybody that's not connected with you already, um, how can they get in touch with you, keep up with you, follow, engage, whatever? Uh, The two things really are my blog. So it's www.finleyfox.com. And then my Instagram is at finley underscore fox. Um, And, yeah, you can obviously message me, DM me on there or send me an email through those uh, two places. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to chat. Yes, indeed. Take care. Yeah, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to 360 Conversations. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. I hope you found the episode useful. I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast. Like an increasing number of our digital experiences, the algorithms rule. Your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit. As always, I'd love to keep the conversation going. You can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at Live360. I hope to engage with you soon podcast produced by me tamu thomas podcast music produced by james anderson take care